Welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. I'm Grace Thumser. And I'm Colin Schasperger. We hope you may either be tuning in for the first time or are adjusting to our new time slot here on WFHB and hope that you enjoy listening to us the next hour. Our topic tonight will be tomorrow's inauguration of Donald J. Trump as our nation's 45th president, seen from the perspective of college students and others in the community. We will also have your latest hit music from artists beloved by the LGBT community, and we will also hear from Janae Cummings, the Vice Chair and Marketing Director for Bloomington Pride, speaking about next weekend's Bloomington Pride Film Festival. And as usual, we will wrap up this evening's show with your weekly LGBTQ plus area event calendar. So Grace and Colin, um, we're really happy to have you both um, here. and. We would love to hear your perspective on the election results tomorrow. Um, we're going to get with that um, shortly because we've got we've all got a lot to say, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, we are really pleased to have returning with us Janae Cummings, and um, Janae has been um, one of our co-hosts. She has done some great. Um, commentaries and we really enjoy having Janae on the show. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Thanks so for nice. being here of tonight. Course. Happy to be here. <laughs> so um, we all are um, very concerned uh, about uh, the 20th tomorrow um, and I would just kind of like to hear a little bit about what your thoughts are, just a couple, just generalizations. Um, what are your thoughts about tomorrow? For example, Grace, what's what's on yeah. your mind? Uh, well, uh, I mean, personally, of course, I don't support Donald Trump. Um, thoughts on tomorrow, um, I'm just kind of, hoping for a unanimous, at least from, you know, one side, <laughs> but unanimously not participating in watching the inauguration. I think that's a good way of, you know, a silent protest sort of thing. And by not participating, um, how have you chosen to, to do that? I know some people are um, doing anything from uh, there's a movement where no work, mm -hmm. no shopping, no no um, school. Um, there's another movement where people are all wearing black. Right. There, there, there are several different ways that people are are protesting or letting their their thoughts be known. Um, anything special or? I mean, I personally think that. Um, well, it, I mean, it says a lot for one thing not to watch uh, on the broadcasting networks, um, just kind of in general, because there's 
supposed to be a lot of viewership of that sort of thing. I will be attending school just because it's, I don't know, it's very <laughs> important for me. Um, but I, you know, I think that it's good to just have conversations um, about what's coming up in the future and how we can continue to work um, kind of in contrast to what may be coming from that presidency. Okay. Well, we'll talk more um, about that. But in the meantime, we would love to move to Janae. And there are some really positive, wonderful things happening in the community, Janae, um, with the incredible organization that you work with. Can you tell us more about what is on the horizon? Absolutely. Um, January 26th to 28th, we'll be having the 15th annual Bloomington Pride Film Festival, which is uh, obviously, as I said, 15th annual. We've been doing it for since 2003. Um, it'll be a series, 22 in fact, short and feature films covering a wide range of experiences in the LGBTQ plus community. That's a really wonderful to hear about all the positives, you know, everything that is that is coming out because years before the 20th of January 2017, a lot of people have been putting a lot of work into civil rights, human rights, um, equality. So maybe that's, do you think that's a good idea that we should all kind of just, you know, focus towards that and not towards some of the other negativity that might be? So kind of, are you asking, there? should we ignore the inauguration? <laughs> the um, well, that is everyone's personal preference. I think what's important is that um, we not forget that this inauguration is happening. It's, it's, in less than 24 hours, and it's going to be a horrible event, I think, in our nation's history, but we also need to focus on how we can rally as a community and move forward and ensure that people's rights aren't trampled on any more than they already have. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people, I think, whose lives are going to be in danger, who whose lifestyles and... Uh, kind of overall well-being is in jeopardy and we need to be putting our efforts toward protecting those things and protecting those people, which includes us, of course. Sure. Now, I, I know um, that uh, the, the films that are selected for Bloomington Pride for the, 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 uh, the Pride Fest um, cover a huge range of, of topics and really is just a, a rainbow, you know, tapestry in itself, right? It's very beautiful. That's a lovely way to put it. <laughs> well, uh, there, the, the 22 films, I mean, we, um, we have, it ranges from a lesbian comedy drama, or excuse me, a lesbian comedy called Women Who Kill, which is about uh, uh, a woman who gets together with her best friend and suspects that her new girlfriend might be a serial killer. Um, we have a trio of of uh, pretty powerful dramas um, about fledging relationships, not necessarily coming out stories, because I think we've all seen enough of those. <laughs> but um, you know what happens when you maybe a woman falls in love with another woman and the impact that has on her life, particularly when she hasn't uh, she hasn't been in a same sex relationship before, or um, people growing up in the Midwest and and following a man falls in love with another man and and how that can impact their lives, especially in a place like this, and what that's 
story is about. And we have um, some really great documentaries, um, one in particular called The Same Difference, that um, explores some of the, I guess, homonormativity, um, particularly with black women, um, and in regard to bisexuality or being a lesbian, like you're you're one or the other, and this kind of mindset that you can't really be bisexual, that doesn't exist. And maybe you need to reevaluate that, you know? And so examining those dynamics and maybe why that happens. Um, we have a few great transgender films, one in particular, a documentary called The Real Boy, or excuse me, just Real Boy, which follows a young transgender man and just discovering himself and who he is and, and that kind of thing. So. So I understand that there are some, uh, and I, I've always been so impressed by the filmmakers, by the the um, the quality of um, of the work that is presented uh, for the Bloomington uh, Pride Film Fest. Uh, so I understand there are some returning filmmakers. Is is, is that? Right? Uh, yes, we... I believe so. I, I don't really have an the educated line on that one. But uh, yes, there are. We um, generally have a large range of newcoming filmmakers and also a, a large range of international filmmakers. Many of our short films um, come from England and Brazil mm -hmm. and Spain and in a, in a wide range of places. Because every, I mean, you know, every country is dealing with different. Um, issues and they are at different levels of equality, yes. right? Yes. So how interesting to, to well, I mean, you know, you know filmmakers speak from their own experiences and from right. their own backgrounds. So right. um, I think that really adds to the diversity of the film that you'll see. Now, for someone who has never been to Bloomington Pride Film Fest, which I can't imagine there are very many people, right? That uh, I think we have two sitting at this. <laughs> <table>. <laughs> okay. I'm being facetious. Right. I know, but so anyway, it is. I cannot recommend it enough. It is it's just one of the most fabulous, prideful, community pride events. You know, um, just the LGBTQ plus um, uh, topics aside, I mean, just the pride here in, in Bloomington and that this is presented at the Buskirk Chumley Theater. And so would you I explain just kind of for those of us who are not familiar with the actual you know, schedule or what's available when it all happens. Sure. Um, first, I'd like to say, unlike a lot of other film festivals, particularly queer film festivals, our screenings aren't divided such as, you know, this is the gay screening, this is the lesbian screening, this is a transgender screening, which is what you have a lot of times with uh, LGBT film festivals. So each of our screening blocks has a mix. And so I think what it prevents is, you know, having one group of people be like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. I'm not going to that screening. So everyone can come and be educated about everyone's experiences mm -hmm. and everyone's right. issues. So um, starting Thursday night at 7 o'clock, Thursday, uh, January 26th, will be our first screening. And people who attend will see a feature film as well as, I believe, maybe four short films. And that runs for about two and a half, three hours. Um, Friday, 7 o'clock, 10.45, excuse me, two more screenings. Saturday, um, we have, Saturday at 2 o'clock, we have what we're calling the PRISM matinee. Um, this will be hosted by our PRISM youth community, which is uh, Bloomington Pride's youth group for, for uh, youth ages 12 to 20. So anyone who is a student with an ID will get into that matinee for free, and that is where the real boy uh, documentary will screen as well as an animated short called 100 Crushes which is pretty cool and a couple other short films um, and then Saturday night 7 o'clock 10 30 we do another two screenings so 
six overall, right. a great range, and uh, we have some nice deals for students in particular. That's what I was thinking. Um, you do truly offer um, all ages. Yes. Um, you know, now, you um, any, I invite anyone to, to visit our website, bloomingtonpride.org slash film. And when you look at the film program, you will see trailers as well as content and trigger warnings um, for each film to make sure that that you know you're seeing what you're able to see. Um, so I would say the prison matinee is the tamest, of course, of all because that where we actively cater to the youth there. Um, but things range very much in very light, fun comedy to um, very dark subjects. We have a short film called Vessels, which is about a transgender woman who's seeking surgery and can't find it except on the black market. And mm -hmm. so there are there are some graphic content associated with that so um, anyone who is who is coming and may be curious about what level of content they're seeing right. is invited to check you, that out and and you you encourage that obviously yes, yes. you know go go to the website which again is bloomingtonpride.org slash film okay and check those out see what what we have um, how uh, explain the uh, like if someone wants to go um, every night or as opposed to like they can just make it a couple nights what's the best way to navigate we have that? both festival passes and individual screening tickets so if you want to go every night or most for most of the screenings which i recommend of course um we have a festival pass which is sixty dollars for adults thirty dollars for students with id that includes high school students really any student with an id can get that for thirty dollars that uh enables you to get into every screening that's the six screenings plus you get two free tickets to a bloomington or excuse me a bleeding heartland roller derby bout two tickets for those um an entry into the after party on saturday night at the back door and of course a souvenir lanyard um if you get an individual ticket, that is $15 for per screening, which you get five to six films and for that $15, so it's still a pretty good deal. That's a great um, deal. So yeah. $15 for the general admission, $10 for students with an ID. Sure, And of sure. course, again, the uh, the free entry for the Prism Matinee for students on Saturday at two. Right, and and who out of our, our lovely community is, is sponsoring this? Who's involved, Janae? There are a lot of people who are involved who make this possible. One is Blue Line Media Productions, who is one of our key sponsors. Um, the Buskirk Chumley, of course, for giving us a wonderful place to have this festival every year. Um, Kroger, uh, let's see, who else do we have? Um, Barefoot Winery, Oliver Winery. Uh, Farm Bloomington, so we have we have a wide range of, of corporate sponsors as well as what we really rely on though are our community donors, our individual donors who really care about what we're doing, the films we're showing, and not just not just what we're doing here at the film festival, but the things we're doing throughout the year who contribute and allow these things to be possible. Sure. Now, if if what's the best way for people to to get the passes to get tickets? What do you, what do you suggest? I recommend going to our website bloomingtonpride.org/film, of course, where you can see the the film program, you can see the prices, and then moving on to a link we provide there to the Buskirk Chumley. Um, you can bypass that, of course, and go to the Buskirk Chumley box office website, or you can stop in in person and uh, either buy your pass or individual tickets. But in the end, your end destination is the Bus Chum box office site. So. Awesome. Janae, thank you so much for stopping by. I know you, you don't have a lot of time tonight, and you took the time to be with us to tell us about this wonderful event, which we're really excited about. No, we very much appreciate <laughs> being here. Thank you well, so much. Well, thanks, and come back again and see us, okay? Thanks.
All right, well, we're going to go to our, our first uh, music break for tonight. And um, it's, uh, Colin, Colin's why don't it. you introduce <laughs> sure. that for us? All right. Thanks. The blub about our first artist comes from gaytimes.co.uk. It's no coincidence that Troy Sivan's new video for the fourth single from his album, Blue Neighborhood, will release on January the 20th, Inauguration Day. After it was announced that Trump had won the presidential election, the singer tweeted a message of support to followers, writing, The fight for survival that we know far too well continues. I love you guys. Trump's record on LGBT rights hasn't exactly been stellar, but Troy's new video might give some hope during what will be an unnerving day for many. The track, a collaboration with fellow Aussie artist Betty Who, who, as a side note, we have featured on Blooming Out, will act as the fourth single from his critically acclaimed debut album, Blue Neighborhood, following on from his previous hits, including Youth and Wild. Speaking about the track in 2015, Troy explained, when I first started to realize that I might be gay, I had to ask myself all of these questions, these really terrifying questions. Am I ever gonna find someone? Am I ever gonna have a family? If there is a God, does that God hate me? I started building this self-confidence and this self-worth, and I realized, yeah, I am gay. Eventually, I got to the point where I thought, if there is a heaven, but I can't be myself up there, then maybe I don't want heaven. Here is Troy Savan featuring Betty Who with the song Heaven. The truth turns wild like a tear down a cheek. Try to save face and daddy heartbreak lying to my teeth. This voice inside has been eating at me. Trying to replace the love that I fake with what we both need. The truth runs wild like kids on concrete. Trying to sedate my mind in its cage and know what I see. A weak white eye, yeah, I'm screaming at me. Trying to keep faith and picture his face staring up at me.
And you're listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Um, you've just heard Troy Savon with Betty Who and Heaven. And this is just tearing up social media today because of the video. It's really an incredible video. I can't recommend it enough. Um, we are, we just had the uh, pleasure of speaking with Janae Cummings, um, the Vice Chair and Marketing Director of Bloomington Pride. We talked about how Bloomington Pride is going to be a phenomenal event this year um, not uh, uh, well it would be the tr- the weekend of the 29th that last weekend of January and um, but of course what is on um, a lot of people's minds is what is happening tomorrow and um, everyone has a different approach everyone has a, a, a different opinion but the worst thing to do in my opinion, is to not talk about it, to to pretend it isn't happening, because it is, right? So, Grace and Colin, <laughs> right? We've 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 chatted a little bit about it, um, but we we haven't really gone into to details about, you know, really how you think it might affect people, um, different things. You know, have you have you Starting with, have you talked a lot or heard a lot from the community, meaning your friends, family? Are is this is this only an LGBTQ plus issue? Absolutely no. not. Okay. Um, no, I would say this is definitely an issue that's uh, problematic for the whole country and the world, um, potentially and eventually, but. Um, I'd say it's definitely um, affecting and touching uh, 
members of uh, minority groups or, um, you know, the <laughs> um, oppressed groups sure. um, more. However, it is something that's going to touch everyone's lives and really uh, change the state of our country specifically um, with the amount of hate crime that are, there is going on um, and the amount that it did grow just from the election. Um, are you hearing a lot of your friends personally yeah, talk about it? definitely. I mean, I think there was definitely a lot more talking around the election and it kind of dulled down. But now that we um, are heading into the inauguration, it, it's definitely on everyone's mind. And I would say, at least personally, most people that I am friends with are very opposed to Donald Trump and not all of them are affected by, you know, uh, systematic oppression in, you know, anyway. Most of them have friends or relatives that are, as I think most everyone does. Um, but, you know, it's definitely something that anyone who has um, kind of like a conscious feeling of the state of our community n knows that this is not necessarily a good thing that's going on right now. Um, so, Colin, um, you spend... Um, more than a bit of time on campus, <laughs> yes, as I understand, yes, right? Um, what's what are you getting on campus? What's the feeling, uh, specifically for the inauguration? Uh, yeah, about about the inauguration, about um, Donald J. Trump becoming president. I mean, of I this think country. about the, the inauguration in particular. I haven't really heard too much. I mean, I think that you maybe hear things in passing. You know, I've heard jokes kind of along the lines of, oh, well, America's last day is today, or, you know, it all mm -hmm. ends tomorrow. Sure. You know, where it's more of a joke, I think that things were a lot more serious when, you know, the results came in on, I think it was November 10th. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not really as serious right now, and the things that I see, you know, on my Twitter, or on my Facebook, but I think that everybody knows, you know, I think that deep down we all know what's happening tomorrow. Do you think that that there's a little bit of apathy or that some people have, have given up? Or do you think that that, that we're just think people are just kind of being quiet and seeing what happens? You know, I don't know if it's necessarily that people are being quiet. I just don't, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen yet, you know? And so there's, there's really not a whole lot right now. I, you know, because, because everybody, we're just kind of waiting mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. You know, I think there was the immediate reaction of a lot of protesting, a lot of um, calls for recall, calls for, you know, further look into the FBI stuff. And there has been. But at this point, it's pretty fairly accepted that um, Donald Trump will become president. So, I mean, it's it's kind of sunk in and everyone's kind of bracing themselves, I would say. And mm -hmm. I definitely I know what um, Colin's talking about with the um, joking around and everything, which of course I think humor has always been historically used to cope. And it's definitely something that um, I think at this point, if people don't uh, use humor to cope, it's not, uh, it's just, it's, it, it is so serious. And I think people who are making jokes know that it is serious. It's just so hard to deal with. 
think that for a lot of people our age, it's kind of been a, an awakening as far as as being more involved in in the civic environment and being more involved with actually knowing about the potential of, of the politics that could be happening in the next four years. And I think that I think a lot more people in their in their early 20s and, and people that are able to vote now are actually going to be paying a lot more attention when midterm elections come around next next year. Because, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of representatives that are that are going to be kind of, um, you know, up up for reelection. And I think that a big part of, of a lot of a lot of legislation that's in the process right now is happening from our local representatives. There have been two or three different bathroom bills similar to the one in North Carolina. There have been uh, different bills talking about, you know, just just obviously discrimination against uh, LGBTQ people and in Indiana itself, obviously. Um, but I think that. I think that this election and this inauguration really is going to give people a big opportunity to kind of become more aware about their civic environment, their personal environment, the political environment. And I think that a big thing that I've been feeling as, as a person in, in their mid-20s and, and not in school anymore is that people are just kind of becoming more focused on ways they can change you know they're they're protesting more actively and and they're they're out on the streets we've got the women's march we've got you know millions of people that are going to be in washington dc tomorrow protesting this election and i think that can only grow as we become more aware of of the legislation that's being kind of put through the house and the senate and uh i I think that this is going to be a big thing for people i think they're going to be really upset and i think it's kind of gonna gonna light a a fire under all of us to kind of get started with this i think that yeah that's what the inauguration has done for me at least that's what this whole election cycle has done for me i'm just becoming more aware and and understanding that it's it's time for people to know their rights and it's more important than ever to be aware of our of our you know our, our basic civil liberties and and knowing that we're not alone in in you know protesting we're not alone in and knowing that it's going to be a very difficult time for a lot of people, not just those that are that that voted for Donald Trump, but also you know people people that did not vote for Donald Trump. Um, yeah, that's that's what it's done for me. <laughs> if ever I've heard a, a positive response about you know result rather um, from this, I, I I couldn't agree more. This I think the spotlight is going to be shining more than it's ever been and people are going to be more alert awake and paying attention and the paying attention part is what really frightens the the, let's just use the word regressives (laughs) because i i love to use that that's a good word um you uh both colin um grace um what do you think could be think about the best case scenario for this presidency okay uh, best case scenario um <laughs> not that, that is there not that there is there not, yeah not that there's a lot of implications on that but um but what you know with all this going on do you think that there are some some positives some or or the way the inauguration is going to go and the um, new administration do you have any hopes that you know things are going to go a particular way well absolutely there was a lot of good news for uh women and um uh 
uh, women and women of color, especially in um, being elected into um, office in the Senate and House of Reps, um, of course, they are both um, controlled Republican um, right now, which is, you know, a little discouraging, but it is good to see that positive progress for those groups. Um, oh, and LGBT as well, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was at least one new um, mm-hmm. LGBT senator or uh, sure. representative. Um, but so I, I guess of the the whole uh government state, not specifically the presidency, but one of the positive things going on in government um, is the coming up of those, you know, um, marginalized groups getting government positions, which is really important for um, progress, specifically, I mean, local progress, you know, national progress, all of it. Um, So that's definitely one of the positives in government right now. Yeah, I mean, and I would say, you know, if you're talking in terms of the presidency, you know, the best thing that could happen would probably be for nothing to get done. Yeah, the would, lack would thereof. Be, would be, you know, but I think that if you're thinking outside of just, you know, the presidency, I think that hopefully people learn that it does matter if they go out and vote. And, you know, for all of those young people, that it does matter that you do need to go out and you do need to vote to prevent things like this yeah. from happening. And I also think that hopefully people learn that you can't stay silent. I think the one thing that we have to do is we can't be quiet. I think that we need to be respectful, but I don't think that we can be quiet when we see rights starting to get taken away. You know, you can't let that start happening in the first place. And so it's all about making noise. It's about making ourselves be heard and being respectful about it. But we just can't stay silent. I think that another I mean, I I, I guess I'm not an expert on this, but I know that um, the Republican Party has been pretty split up because of this election and has been kind of in a tumultuous way because of Donald Trump's uh, nomination and presidency. And I guess I would hope that maybe um, something positive that could come of it would be that the Republican Party would, you know, um, maybe solidify a less oppressive um, standpoint or... um, you know, like their their viewpoints. I think mm-hmm. that there's definitely like there's you know there's Republicans and there are conservative Republicans, as mm-hmm. they say. And I think that a lot of people have realized that even though it won him, you know, he he won the presidency. It's pretty toxic what's going on with his speech and his rhetoric, everything. So I think that um, I don't know if there is a hope for like what the way that the Republican Party might go, maybe they'll realize that like letting someone like that, someone so oppressive, get nominated um, is really not something that can happen again. Let's talk about our our, our community. <laughs> Just, you know, day to day, walking around, feeling safe or mm-hmm. not feeling safe or not knowing how the person you're going to approach or be approached by might, you know, react. Um, have you personally felt threatened lately? Grace, have you had any? Lately, no. Uh, I haven't ever, um, well, not ever, but I haven't felt more threatened than usual because of the pres- or the election. Um, 
it does kind of open your eyes to the fact that there are so many people that maybe think a different way than you around or specifically a negative way. Um, so, I mean, it is, it does kind of open your eyes to be, you know, you look around you and you think, is that someone who, you know, supports the things that Donald Trump says? Is that because mm-hmm. clearly there's more people than we think that support him and support those views because he got elected. Um, so I guess it definitely does. There's a feeling of like, you know, are, am I surrounded by positive people who right. are um thinking for the best interest of everyone, yeah. you know, just surrounding you. But, um, yeah, I think there I, – I definitely would say that there are other groups besides um, what I am a part of that have felt a lot more threatened, um, such as minority groups. Sure. For me, it's it's the uns- – like, well, you brought up the point. It's the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. you really don't know. And um, a lot of people might use the um, – analogy, well, that's why it's really important for um, a, a very strong, um, safe community mm-hmm. and safe spaces. Um, that gives us at least, you know, a little bit of, of um, a, f- a feeling where we're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Colin, the same, same, same question or same idea um how are how are you feeling about um just day-to-day interaction um threats um uncertainty sure um i would i've had one bad encounter i would say i was leaving class um and i think there were two people behind me and they called gay after me over and over and over and it's just kind of one of those things that you learn that you just keep walking you don't look back and uh, you know I didn't and that's just kind of what you have to do but I would say if anything what I've felt ever since he was elected was a feeling of togetherness with all of my classmates you know talking about it right after it happened and being there with everybody and being upset with everybody I would say with students with with faculty and the faculty who've talked to us the faculty who've brought these kinds of things up in lecture even in the past week or so one of my professors um, in one of my journalism classes brought up the fact that you know in, in regardless of political stance a lot of the things that Donald Trump says are not true mm-hmm. they're, they're just not true good point and you know that's not you know him being a Republican or a Democrat that's right. not him making a political statement the things that he says are false Mm-hmm. You know, and right. bringing this up from a journalistic standpoint and from, you know, a teaching standpoint and getting very upset about it because he says things that aren't true. Right. And then Donald Trump says, well, it is true because I think it's true. Well, that's not mm-hmm. what the truth is and that's not what fact is. And so right. there's been some cool learning experiences, you know, sure. and some cool teaching yeah. opportunities As because of this. Journalism major, that must just it's a, yeah. This <laughs> is an interesting time to be in the media school. I'll bet. I think. I'll bet. Well, okay, well, we're going to take a, uh, an, another music break and uh, get back with more on uh, Blooming Out. So this one from Logo, uh, New Now Next, Dame Shirley Bassey just celebrated her 80th birthday with a powerhouse performance that remind us that she is what she is. 
an absolute legend. The celebrated singer appeared on BBC's David Williams Celebrates Dame Shirley Bassey on Christmas Eve to perform some of her biggest hits. One of those hits, though, which I had never heard her perform live, was uh, from La Cage a showstopper, I Am What I Am. And this song, at this point, could not be more important, I think. So here is Dame Shirley Bassey with I Am What I Am. You are listening to Blooming Out at WFHB, and you just heard Shirley, Dame Shirley Bassey's rendition of I Am What I Am. We, um, 
began a little bit of uh, inaugural discussion, um, Colin and uh, Grace. Um, it's not just the in inauguration, um, though, that we need to, to focus on, um, because we as Hoosiers have a particular um, vice president, uh, pre vice presidential candidate, um, that I, I feel like Indiana is is screaming, you know, to the rest of the United States <laughs> and the rest of the world. Like, okay, you know, maybe you shouldn't pay attention mm -hmm. to the man behind the curtain right. uh, or in front of the curtain, but, um, but maybe the one behind the curtain, so to speak. Which I know that's kind of s silly, silly speak. But um, we are talking about uh, Mike Pence. And one of my favorite stories today was the uh, dance party, the big gay dance party that uh, occurred at um, in D.C. Um, at Mike Pres or Mike Pence's um, home there, and they basically did like a big gay block party in front of his house. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't heard. I of hadn't this. heard yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know, know this happened. Yes. This is that sounds great. great. Why didn't I? Right? <laughs> I know. Nobody told me. Where was I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but so, so that it's not just focusing on one person, one person in mm. the media or Twitter who um, likes, you know, I have to say, I think the media is just, they, uh, uh, many times, um, they go with the easiest uh, one to focus on. And, um, and because there's so much, mm -hmm. there's so much news, there's, there's so much sensationalism, um, if they focus on this one particular individual. But we're a little concerned about the the one maybe well I don't know if I would say on his right hand because some people might argue or debate that that person might be in another country but uh, we are you know we are talking about uh, Mike Pence and um, it, it is fact it's not opinion as you were saying earlier Grace mm -hmm. it's fact that there has been some damage done yeah. in Indiana because of Mike Pence. Have you been talking to people? Have you heard um, opinions about where they think that this is going and, and where we might want to pay attention to? Well, it's really interesting uh, for me because I'm not from Indiana. And as a freshman, this is the first time I've been to Indiana. Um, so coming in at right when right during election season um you know i'd never heard of mike pence before this election um and when i you know was coming into school coming into the state uh during election season immediately like i everyone who is you know who's against donald trump and is um even some who aren't against Donald Trump, but who are from Indiana, know that Mike Pence isn't good news. And um, so immediately coming in, um, you know, I was I heard from everyone here that really like we have to be more afraid of Mike Pence. Mike Pence has, you know, been a horrible governor in Indiana and like we've been dealing with him for years and we you know, are really worried about what's going to happen with him. So I did hear that a lot from the people, you know, who 
are actually from Indiana and know what have been very familiarized with his history with rights and everything sure sure i'm sure you you have heard that from (laughs) from some some people i mean and then i am one of the people from indiana you know (laughs) and so i i knew exactly who mike pence was when he was announced you know and i i you know i was here during all of the um religious freedom law things that happened a year or a few years ago um, it's funny when articles pop up on my Facebook or, you know, on whatever social media, you know, that says like Mike Pence's anti, you know, whatever, anti-gay, whatever views, read all about it. And it's like, no, like I know, you know, <laughs> and I've had my friends who live out of state contact me being like, who is this Mike Pence person? And why mm. did you people from Indiana let him <laughs> here? You know, and we're like, no, we have fire Mike Pence signs in our yard. We've had him for years, but <laughs> You know, I, I think that's the thing to me that's scary is because you don't really know what Donald Trump's going to do. But you have somebody who's sitting right underneath him who has tried very hard to take away LGBTQ rights. You know, he tried really hard and he didn't listen to us when we tried to stop him. I think that's especially important now that, um, you know, even as so, even as um, soon as the day after the election, Donald Trump started uh, backtracking on the things he had said, some of his policies. He had started talking about, oh, no, I don't really, um, you know, care about putting Hillary in jail. I don't really, you know, like let the let the um, trans people use whatever bathroom they want. You know, he started going back on things he had said that were such strong views. And people started thinking like, well, maybe it won't be that bad. But then there is still Mike Pence. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing to remember is that he's such a he's very firm in his opinions, whereas Donald Trump just does whatever is the fad kind of. Well, this is this is something that um, we you know, we, we felt like we, we haven't talked about enough, and and it is important, you know, that, that that's brought up. Um, the, uh, actual, um, situation with, um, well, it's, it's everything from, um, from Mike Pence. It's it's also the cabinet that is um, being proposed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have heard some really frightening, um, unnerving uh, things recently uh, from this cabinet, from these people. Specifically, uh, uh, the education. Yeah, education. just today there was so much news about it. Ta- pick a day. Oh, the EPA. Um, <laughs> You know, there there's a list of of um, of uh, candidates that are people are, are so uncertain about, and um, we're hearing more and more about it. And that's so. It's it's not just the power that's in the hands of one individual, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. it's not it's not even someone that is on his side um, that. Uh, has a what many um, consider an ultra religious um, stance, but it's right. it's it's people that um, the biggest criticism that you're hearing from everyone is they're not qualified. They're not qualified mm-hmm. to do the job. Yeah. And you can take you can you can put that you know apply that to 
anyone that um, almost anyone I should say <laughs> yeah. every, just about everyone that, that I've that I've um, done research on um, these people are being handpicked but uh, as far as the qualifications it's it's very <laughs> very minimal and not not enough not enough to uh, to continue the work that's been done by uh, previous individuals and uh, uh, the administration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, just kind of a conclusion to thoughts about the inauguration. I think, uh, you know, it's important that now more than ever we stick together as a community and across other communities, um, you know, not just the LGBT community, but all marginalized groups we we really have to stick up for everyone's rights at this time and just make sure that if there's if things are going on you know if rights are being threatened we keep fighting even though you know we lost lost to donald trump but there's still you know daily gonna be new fights thanks grace <laughs> and uh, and thanks colin yeah um if i got brought anything back from this discussion tonight it it is that that point that people are aware and they are paying attention um, a lot of people that were not before and that's not a bad thing yeah. I guess so all right well on uh, we're, we're going to cover the uh, event calendar and um, Colin why don't you begin with telling us about the uh, Monday event. Yeah, sure. So on Monday, January the 23rd, the Legacy Wall opens in the East Lounge of the Indiana Memorial Union. The Legacy Wall is a one-of-a-kind traveling interactive exhibit created to raise awareness of the roles LGBTQ plus people have played in shared human history. It features photos and mini biographies of 125 international and multicultural figures across 20 subject fields spanning several centuries. The opening reception will include refreshments and live music. The Legacy Wall will remain in the East Lounge until Friday, February the 3rd. Also on Monday, January 23rd, the University Club at the IMU will be hosting a free multimedia presentation on Alfred Kinsey. Kinsey was the history-changing sex researcher and late bisexual IU zoology professor. His best-selling 1948 and 1953 publications were compared to the explosion of the atomic bomb, and he was denounced by ministers as immoral and by politicians for allegedly helping communists destroy American values. He's al he is also the namesake for the IU Kinsey Institute. All are welcome, and the screening begins at 8 p.m. We discussed it this evening, but here are the details once more as Bloomington comes together again for its annual Pride season. The 2017 Bloomington Pride Film Festival will be held on January 26th to the 28th at the Buskirk Chumley Theater. The Pride Film Festival celebrates LGBTQ lives and experiences through short and feature comedy, drama, animated and documentary films. Topics will range from fledgling same-sex relationships and gender identity to intersectionality and activism. Learn more at bloomingtonpride.org slash film. In conjunction with the Pride Film Festival, the IU GLBT Alumni Association will hold their ninth celebration weekend. The main event is the silent auction on Saturday, January the 28th at Grazia Italiano starting at 4.30. They are accepting donations for the silent auction. 
any artwork, jewelry, clothing, collectibles, crafts, tickets to cultural or sporting events, gift certificates, dinners, tours, and especially IU-related items such as framed campus scenes, memorabilia, sweatshirts, basketball tickets, and etc. will be very much appreciated. If so, please contact Clarence Boone at booneec at indiana.edu or Mike Shoemate at Mike D. Shoemate, that's S-H-U-M-A-T-E, at gmail.com. You can make reservations through the IU Alumni Association website. On Tuesday, February 7th, join the PRISM Youth Community at the Unitarian Universalist Church from 6.30 to 8 p.m. for LGBTQ plus representation in the media. Join us as youth from PRISM lead an interactive discussion about LGBTQ plus representation in movies, TV shows, books, and more. This event is open to the public, and you can find more information on Facebook. Well, that is all the time we have for this evening. We'd like to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you're interested in volunteering at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at Blooming Out WFHB, or visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate, the associate producer and board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced for Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. And for Blooming Out, Grace Thumser and Jeff Poling, I'm Colin Schasperger. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Thank you for joining us on Blooming Out. Be sure to find us online for past episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and more at bloomingout.com. And don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. for Blooming Out on WFHB.